Does your work energize you? Does it make your impact on the world? Welcome to Start Anew, the show that looks beyond success into freedom, fulfillment, and your passion-driven career. Join your host, Sumbul Sang, for inspiring stories and bite-sized training to help you start anew with clarity. And now, here is Sumbul. Our guest today is Jeremy Slate. He's joining us from New Jersey. He is the founder of Create Your Own Life podcast, which helps entrepreneurs live the lives they know they were meant to. Jeremy believes that dreaming big is his biggest asset. Jeremy, hello and welcome to the show. Hey, what is up, Simbal? So excited to have you on the show today and talk about your podcast and some of the exciting things you do. But before we dive into that, let's take a step back in time when you're a teacher Paint us a picture of your life at that time. I think to totally understand that, we got to backtrack just a little bit. I've been a competitive powerlifter my whole life, and I think that kind of foreshadows all these different things that I do because I'm kind of a, a little bit all over the place but very focused on where I want to go. But my original intention was to be a college professor, and that's a very, very super competitive place to be. And I had went to grad school after uh, majoring in world religions. I majored in uh, Roman and Greek ancient history religion which is really, really cool. Studied at Oxford in literature for a bit. And then I actually applied for a bunch of grad assistant jobs and it didn't quite pan out. So then I spent a year working at a gym and it was just kind of this experience of just kind of figuring out where I wanted to go because, you know, plan A kind of failed. But I still knew that I wanted to teach people. And from there, I had met up with a, a priest friend of mine. And he said, you know, the school that I'm working at is looking for people. You would be awesome. We'd totally love to have you. So from there, I ended up teaching honors U.S. history because that's always been something interesting to me. It was a little bit of a learning curve. You know, I had worked with people one on one before, but I had never been thrown in a room with 40 kids where they say good luck. I had no background, <laughs> no experience, no training. And it was just like, all right, now I have to teach these kids what to do. Let me tell you, I haven't been out of school that long, but it's it's a very different place now than it was when I went to school. Almost 29 now, but we didn't have all this technology and things like that like we have now. So I think it's kind of changed kids in a lot of ways where they want to see sometimes how far they can push a teacher to get them on YouTube. So there, there's, there's <laughs> kind of things that you have to deal with that you didn't have to deal with when I went to school, you know? So it was a little bit of a different experience for me because I'm like, wow, okay, so now not only am I in a position that's difficult, I still don't quite understand who I'm working with because I'm not that much older than them, but it's a different generation. That's a little bit of a problem. So I was there for about a year and I've always been super close with my parents. But in, in 2013, my mom had a stroke and it was a, a pretty traumatic experience. I had worked out at the gym that day and I usually worked. This was a Saturday. I usually worked out, worked at the gym for the rest of the day and then I'd go out with my wife or something at night. Uh, well, my fiance at the time, now my wife. And I came home because my boss had asked me to come in early. And, you know, I didn't always 
get along with my boss and I was like, oh, man, she wants me to come into work early, yada, yada, yada. All right, let me go home first, get changed. And I usually call my parents and say, just let them know what's going on because, you know, it's their house. I'm like, hey, I'm coming home, guys. And my mom didn't pick up the phone. She always picks up the phone. So I came in and I'm walking around the house for her. Somebody had actually stopped by to visit her and was waiting in our kitchen. He's like, you know, where's your mom? I haven't been able to find her. And I actually walked into my living room and I, I found her on the floor and it was the most shocking experience in my life. And it was a period of about three days where she was in the ICU after having a stroke. And I really don't recall those three days of my life. It, it was a very traumatic experience for me. You know, fast forward to now and she's she's still lost her ability to speak. She can't communicate very well, though she tries so hard. And I think the toughest thing for her is now she has a lot of her diplomas and, you know, National Honor Society and things on the wall in my parents' dining room because she doesn't want people to think she's stupid because she was a very, very mm -hmm. smart person. So that's been very difficult for her because she can still take in all this information. And she's, you know, she was a, a Mensa Society. She, you know, was supposed to go to NYU for architecture. She's a very, very smart person. So for her to not be able to convey that to people has been very difficult for her. Back to 2013, and for me, I was just shocked. I didn't know what to do. I was emotionally a wreck. And take that and combined it to being in a job that I thought I wanted to do. You know, my coworkers were great, but it was just, it was a rough experience for me. So I was extremely burnt out. And this was in May of 2014, not too far from my birthday, I was introduced to network marketing. And it was something that it's funny because I, I think you talk to a lot of people and they, they, they've heard every, every pitch you can ever hear. I had no idea what it was. I was like, oh, is this a job? Am I, is somebody hiring me? Do I have to like get a uniform? Are there you know, books? Are there things that I need? So it, like, it was totally different to me. And I think because I went into it with such an interested, open mind, it was a very different experience for me. Not somebody to kind of stick a toe in the water and I just kind of jumped right in and left my job. And I had a conversation with my dad at the time and he said, you know, son, you're, you're not going to be loving your job. You don't even have to like your job, but it's going to pay your bills and you can retire when you're 70. And I'm like, well, dad, that, that kind of sucks. I don't want to do that, you know? So from there, I went along and it was a little bit of a hard knock life learning how to be a business person because I had never been in that sphere before. And I very quickly, I guess, established myself as a leader. But th there was one thing I didn't like about it. And that was in addition to, you know, being a business leader, a coworker, a business coach, you become a bit of a life coach because you have to handle people's problems to kind of keep them in the game and keep them moving and, and keeping things moving forward. And that's it's really difficult to have those lines so blurred where, you know, this person didn't show up to an event today because they had this problem with their girlfriend. Now I have to go help them solve that problem to keep them functioning in their business. That's really difficult because, you know, when you're an employer as opposed to, you know, being in that type of venture, you either tell somebody to deal with it or send them to HR and have them help them deal with it. It's it's not some, yeah. it's not something you have to deal with on that level. So it, it, it was something that for me was a very difficult thing to handle. So for about about three years, I, I went along in this process and I was pretty successful, but the, the, it wasn't meeting my needs, I guess, emotionally and in a lot of different ways. I was looking for something else and I was approached uh, by a friend right before I went to a, a, a mission trip for Peru, which I, I was in Peru for about a month at the beginning of 2015. And it allowed me a lot of time to kind of think and, you know, just be away from things and just kind of experience 
just living and not having to 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 you know do the the normal actions of your everyday life. And if that's something the audience has never done, I definitely recommend to them to really just find some time where they can just get pulled out of their life and you're going to figure a lot of things out for yourself. But I, I, It's time for reflection. Absolutely. But I, so I was approached by a friend that's had a very successful graphic design and marketing firm for probably almost 20 years. So she's significantly older than me, but she's had a very successful business career. And she said, you know, listen, I'm having trouble putting some of this new digital media into my business. And you're really good at that. You know, you're good at social media. You're good at coding. You're good at website design. A lot of this stuff that you know, my audience needs and my company needs in order to get bigger than it already is. So then I started doing that and found out with my experience in network marketing, those different things where I had to market myself over the years that I had gained a lot of skills that I didn't realize I had. And I just found somebody that really valued them. So I, I took my skill of, of, of writing and I had written some books after college and history and I became a copywriter. I had took my skills in branding and marketing myself and I became a digital marketing manager. So there was a lot of these things that really played to strengths that I didn't realize I had and hadn't really found somebody that valued them. And then from there, about halfway through the end of the, the end of 2015, I decided that I had I had attempted to do a podcast around May of last year and it just didn't really go so well because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, ah, oh, screw this. I'm gonna throw this thing away. So I did like 15 episodes. I did it for three months and and Symbol, since you probably understand what numbers look like in this area, I didn't break a hundred downloads for three months in a row. It was horrible. So I I, I I didn't know anything about the marketing of it. So I kind of was just like, okay, I, I really don't know what I'm doing here. I'm going to throw this away. And then I got married in September and it was another one of those experiences of pulling out of life where my wife and I just went to her Florida house and we hung out for a couple of weeks and just were able to really just live life for a bit. And I was like, you know what? I really want to show people what I've learned over the last year that they can create their own life. And that's when I started my podcast the right way. And I, I actually hooked up with John Lee Dumas, learned a lot from John. He is a super cool dude that if anybody's looking to start a podcast, should definitely hook up with John. But I learned how to do things the right way. And very quickly, my podcast grew and I had thousands and thousands of downloads and I had never hit a hundred before in my previous podcast. So I was just like, all right, I guess I guess I learned something and I'm really connecting with the audience. And not only that, but the, the value of the networking I gained from that was incredible. And that's kind of brings me to where I am today. Wow. You have tried so many things, <laughs> taken so many risks in such a short life. We can all take a leaf from your book, Jeremy. You've created this podcast and created this freedom lifestyle for you. So tell us, what does this life really look like now? And most importantly, how does it feel? I wake up every morning and I'm not rushing out of the house. I get to see my wife. I get to spend time with her. We have two dogs that we totally love. We are obsessed with puppies and we get to really take our dogs to the office and do things like that. And we get to travel. You know, we've always been people that wanted to travel. So, you know, we got engaged in Greece. We did our honeymoon. Uh, well, we did a double honeymoon. We did a, 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 what we called a mini moon right after our wedding. We went to Florida and then we actually had a ski honeymoon in January out in Colorado. So we've been able to really travel the country and the world. And that's really what I wanted to do, especially being somebody that's interested in history and, and anthropology and things like that. I'm interested in people and to be able to go around and experience the world through travel. But let me tell you, the world of podcasting, I've met so many cool and interesting people. It's, I, I just feel enriched by being able to talk to these people and learn from them and then share that with other people that then email me and say, Hey, you helped me. And I'm just like, Whoa, me really? So it's, it's, 
it's been a, an amazing experience to really be able to live life on my terms. Jeremy, thank you for sharing your journey of multiple career transformations with us. Starters, that's a wrap for today. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode for part two of my conversation with Jeremy when he goes deep and talks about how to find your purpose in life. He also talks about his communication strategy, which has greatly helped him in the success of his podcast and much, much more. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Start A New Show. We invite you to be more than a passive listener. Be a starter. Join our community and snag exclusive freebies from Symbol and her guests at letstartanew.com. Create your vision of freedom and fulfillment right here on the Start A New Show.